0: If you are watching us, we had a little technical difficulty there. And here we are. We're back. Proverbs chapter number 20. Uh, uh, Scott, now bring it up a little bit. Bring it up a little bit, if you can. Just a little bit more so that I can hear myself. A little bit more. There. All right. I know people get mad at me, but here's my suggestion. Just get a magic marker and just put a line right there. Just, I know that's not what you're supposed to do to equipment, so I'll just be quiet. Just did it? All right. Proverbs chapter 20 is where we continue as we think about life and conduct and following Jesus. Good to see all of you tonight. May the Lord bless you. We've been moving our way through the book of Proverbs together. And I want to uh, begin by explaining the outline and what we're doing here. So, from chapter number 19 uh, all the way through chapter number 22, 23 actually, we have this collection of uh, of uh, words of wisdom, God's wisdom about life, about living. And tied to that, we have instructions for how we're to conduct ourselves in the world, living in the fear of God. Here's the thing about the book of Proverbs that's good if you understand it. So we read these words, and so tonight you'll see, for instance, just look at your outline under life truths. Here's the point of this. God's wisdom, God's wisdom has a comment or wisdom for everything that's happening in the world today. Now, there's no order to what's happening in the world today. The world isn't, it's chaos. It's all different things going on at the same time. So that's why I've collected for you these phrases. For instance, A, wine, kings, and strife. That's going on in the world today. Plowing, plans, and integrity. That's going on in the world today. I'm I'm talking about right now. The sun's setting here and the sun is rising in Asia. Plowing, planning, and integrity. That's happening. While wine, kings, and strife. It's happening. I go on. And lies and truthfulness. It's going on all at the same time. In the lives of every person, the millions upon millions who live upon the earth, whatever language, whatever country, wherever they are, plowing plans, integrity, wine, kings and strife, lies and truthfulness, dishonor and wasteful spending. It's going on right now. Dishonesty and carelessness. It's going on right now. It's, I'm saying that all of these things are happening simultaneously, dear friend. You woke up this morning and your life, your day, didn't turn out exactly the way you thought it would. You had interruptions. You had distractions. You had to deal with issues that before you didn't think you we were going to have to deal with. Where do we get help with all the chaos and all these things that happen at the same time? The wisdom of God's Word. The Word of God helps us who are God's people, who live in the fear of God. This is is what we'd say. These are God's comments on how life is being lived in the world. That's why when you read it, you say, well, I can't find an outline, a structure, an order. It's one thing to another. Yes, that's the way your life is and mine. So I hope that helps you as you come to value and treasure the book of Proverbs. You need it, I need it. We read it over and over because these Words of wisdom, God's wisdom for how life is being lived under the earth. We need to know God's wisdom about people who are liars. We need to know God's wisdom about what it means to be truthful. We need to know God's wisdom about plowing, farming. Do good for some farmers to read the book of Proverbs. We need to know what God's word has to say about drinking and alcohol and kings and leadership and fighting and struggles and dishonor and wasteful spending. And then what do we have at the bottom? It's going on at the same time. Aging and and pain and difficulties that come because of our behavior. Then we go to, uh, secondly on the outline, life conduct. I've again reminded you that the theme of the book of Proverbs is the fear of the Lord, living in the fear of the Lord. If I'm born again and I know the Lord Jesus Christ, I live in the fear of the Lord. We live in the fear of the Lord. We fear the Lord Jesus. We fear God. And because of that, there are things I don't say. There are things I don't do. There are people and things I avoid because I live in the fear of God. My friends... You know, we're not here just having an academic lesson. All of this is about how to live before you die. We won't all be here all the time. We have a certain amount of time. And one day other people will fill these chairs if the Lord Jesus hasn't come. So how do I do? What do I do with my life while I'm here? this is why we need this book. And all of you need this book as well as I do. So we saw chapter on chapter on chapter <clears throat> that gave you contrast between righteous living and wickedness. I remind you that started in chapter 10. And by the way, all of these outlines, all of this material, we keep it on the website. You can go out and if you, if you would like to have it, you can have it. And it's beginning in chapter 10, and then you go all the way through till we found ourselves in uh, chapter number 18. All of these comparisons between the righteous and the wicked. I've spent my ministry life here giving you outlines. Trying to summarize these glorious truths of the Word of God. It's my contribution my bones here's Miller's bones this is what I have for you this is what will last these these words I, again I'm just reminding you I'm not here to do a school lesson <clears throat> sometimes people say to me brother Mike that was a good lesson well I mean I, I'm glad they thought it was a lesson but I'm not here to give you a lesson I'm here to exhort you, challenge you, provoke you so that you might live in the fear of God for whatever days God gives you. And so you say, Pastor Mike, how am I going to do that? I'm glad you asked. That's why we pick up the book of Proverbs and we read it. And we read it over and over and over and over. So there's the chaos of the day. Wine King, strife, plowing, plans, integrity. Pastor Mike, what are you going to talk about tonight? Wine King, strife, plowing, plans, integrity, lies, truthfulness, dishonor, wasteful spending, dishonesty, carelessness, aging, and discipline. And what God thinks about it. So let's read the Word of God. Proverbs 20 beginning in verse number one. Wine, again, what is, God's, what is God's opinion about life and how it's being lived under the sun? Wine is a mocker. Strong drink, a brawler. And whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. The terror of a king is like the Growling of a lion, he who provokes him to anger forfeits his own life. <clears throat> Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. Now listen, as we're reading this, here's what I always, I always think about. These, this is the Holy Spirit now saying these words to me. This is the Holy Spirit speaking through the Word of God to me. The sluggard does not plow after the autumn, so he begs during the harvest and has nothing. A plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. Many a man proclaims his loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? A righteous man who walks in his integrity, how blessed are his sons After him. A king who sits on the throne of justice dispenses all evil with his eyes. Who can say? Who can say? Who can say? I have cleansed my heart and I am pure from my sin. Who can say? Differing weights and differing measures, both of them are are abominable to the Lord. It is by His deeds that a lad distinguishes himself if his conduct is pure and right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made both of them. Do not love sleep, or you will become poor. Open your eyes, and you will be satisfied with food. Bad, bad, says the buyer, but when he goes his way, then he boasts. There is gold and an abundance of jewels, but the lips of knowledge are a more precious thing. Take his garment when he becomes surety for a stranger, and for foreigners, hold him in pledge. Bread obtained by falsehood is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. Prepare plans by consultation and make war by wise guidance. He who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a gossip. He who curses his father or his mother, his lamp will go out in time of darkness. An inheritance gained hurriedly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will save you. Differing weights are an abomination to the Lord and a false scale is not good. Man's steps are ordained by the Lord, how then can man understand his way? It is a trap for a man to say rashly, it is holy, and after the vows to make inquiry. A wise king winnows the wicked and drives the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the innermost parts of his being. Loyalty and truth preserve the king, and he upholds his throne by righteousness. The glory of young men is their strength, and the honor of old men is their gray hair. Stripes that wound scour away evil, and strokes reach the innermost parts. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher in Jesus' name. Amen. So you have observations about life and the way life is according to the wisdom of God. That's under the life truths that I give you. But then there are also commands that you see in the chapter that are also woven in. Those are are commands of conduct for those who fear God. For instance, we saw it, do not associate with the gossip. So that's why we break it down as we come through these uh, four chapters or so on what God thinks about the world. What does God's word say about the world? What's happening all at the same time, God has something to say about it. So the focal truth tonight is this man's life is determined by God. Man's life is determined by God. It's 2024. We read it earlier. Man's steps are ordained by the Lord. The Aramaic says, a man's steps are decided by the Lord. What does a man know about his own way? Uh, The the Greek text says, uh, the Greek text of the Psalms, a man's goings are directed of the Lord. Your goings are directed. God has a purpose and plan for your life. Every man's life is connected to the determinations and will and purposes of God. Your life is directed and guided by God. If you are going through something tonight, we have a friend. We have a friend. He's waiting for calls from doctors and he's, A younger man. And he doesn't understand why he has to go through these things. Paul said, Give thanks to the Lord for this is the will of God for you in Christ. Learning how to be aware that God has everything to do with everything in your life is how you live in the fear of God. The man or woman who lives in the fear of God remembers that man's life is determined by God. A man's steps are decided by the Lord. So we get to these life truths. Let's talk about wine, kings, and strife. Oh, how true it is. No one, no one is a greater fool than the one who intoxicates himself with Alcohol. No one is a greater fool. It doesn't mean to be drunk. It means to be under the influence. The word intoxicate is a little as well as a lot. Well, you know, I just need this to calm down. Do you? Now people say that about drugs. We have, we have in our world the sadness of people who look like the walking dead because they consume drugs drugs and it has consumed their bodies they go to the store with you they stand in the grocery line they steal and they thieve and they, they're miserable intoxication Noah knew something of the mockery of wine strong drink is a brawler Wherever you have it, you have fights. This is the wisdom of God. This isn't an old Baptist preacher who just wants to get against drinking. Though I will say to you, as I've said all my life, I've never seen any good thing about any alcohol. And I'll say that to any of our people. The fashionable, the tasteful, you know, if you're tasteful, if you're distinguished... You drink these things. Wine is a mocker, strong drink, a brawler. Whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man. Any fool will quarrel. It is honorable for a man to desist from strife, the Aramaic says, the paraphrase. But every fool becomes embroiled. This is going on all over the world right now at the same time. And this is what God's Word says about this. So if we live in the fear of God, we hear it, and here's what we say. I'm not going to do that. I fear God. I'm not going to enter into strife. I'm going to... A calm Word turns away wrath. I'm not going to do it. I'm going, I'm not going to drink. We have people that Pat and I've known in all of our ministry life, some of them very, very successful people. And they've they've been in business environments, and many of you have been in the same place where, you know, if you don't drink, well, then you're out. You, you don't get promoted unless you drink. And we have some good friends who missed some promotions. They were the best people in the job. But the foolish ones who run it would rather have. Drunkards running their business than people who have any sense. Oh, I'm about to get started, aren't I? Whoa, I better go on. I better go on. Wine, kings, and strife, but I got more plowing, plans, and integrity, June. In the winter, the lazy man, the sluggard, I like that better, don't you? It just sounds like, in English, sluggard. In the winter, the sluggard does not plow. Sid, you're in trouble if you don't do some plowing in the winter. You better get after it. In the winter, the lazy man does not plow at a harvest time, he seeks and finds nothing. What? Are you surprised? A plan in the heart of a man is like deep water. You see, we plan things. We don't always, but look at this. This is a very good, very good word. But a man of understanding draws it out of someone. Someone has something they need to talk about. It's deep water. It's deep water. They draw it out. You see, someone who has understanding can draw out of a man's heart those plans that really he needs to talk about. Plans laid in council will succeed, and wage war with stratagems. So you have here, to consider the man of understanding, but also if you notice as you're reading the Scriptures here, you have the man of understanding, and you have the trustworthy man, the righteous man. They're all connected here together. You see, the man of understanding in verse 5 is also the trustworthy man in verse 6. And he is the righteous man in verse 7. Is that you? If you're one who fears the Lord, you're a person of understanding. You know, we've talked about this before. Remember, you're you're learning how to work on a car. And the the mechanic, the one who knows how, shows you how, and then you say, oh, now I understand. I I can't get this carburetor back together. Good luck on that. Oh. Oh. Now I understand. Are you a person of understanding? The Word of God gives you understanding. So notice the linkage here. A man of understanding draws out the plans of a man's heart. Number six, um, many a man proclaims his loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? And a righteous man who walks in his integrity, oh, how blessed are his children after him. You want to bless your children? Live in integrity. Walk with God. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. So consider the man of understanding. I just gave you a little scan here of the book of Proverbs. The man of understanding will acquire wise counsel himself. You see, just because you have understanding doesn't mean you stop acquiring wisdom. He who controls his words is a man of understanding or a woman of understanding. He He who lives by the wisdom of God is a person of understanding. And he who has a calm spirit, control, self-control is the fruit of the Spirit. Lies and truthfulness. All around the world, people have been lying all day long. The sun's setting here on the liars and the sun's rising on the liars. A child is born into this world, and you don't have to train a child to lie. It's in their heart, just like it's in all of our hearts. Lies. We see in 2011, it is by deeds that a lad distinguishes himself. It is his conduct, if his conduct is pure and right. In verse number. 10, differing weights and differing measures. You know, this matter of dishonesty in business is a major issue in the book of Proverbs. Look, if you lie just a couple of dollars in your business, it's as bad as lying for millions of dollars difference. It's not the amount. It's the lie. If you agree to lying in business. You are also a liar. All across this world, marriages are destroyed, children are not taught. Lying is a way of life. It's all across this planet. Differing weights and differing measures are an abomination to the Lord, church. You see... You have an example of lies and truthfulness here. The lad who distinguishes himself, he does so if his conduct is pure and right. Young people, this is where we start. You don't start bad. You distinguish yourself because you're not a liar. You distinguish yourself because you don't go and live as a drunkard. You distinguish yourself because you live in rightness with God. You fear God. Amen. Bad, bad, says the buyer. Now we're now at the flea market. What what week is that flea market down here? I've been here all these years. Now I've never been, Patty. You know what flea market I'm talking about? That one on forty. I've never seen so much junk in one place in all my life. And who would go buy that junk anyway? Bad, bad, says the buyer. Oh, they're saying it down there. It markets all over the world. Bad, bad, says the buyer. It's happening all over the planet. But having moved off, the buyer congratulates himself. Need to go home and think about that. Bread gained by fraud may be tasty to a man. But later his mouth will be filled with gravel. Have you ever chewed on gravel? Dishonor and wasteful spending. He who curses his father or his mother. All across the planet. People curse their father or mother. Hear the word of God. He who curses his father or his mother, his lamp will go out in time of darkness. The Aramaic says, one who reviles his father or mother, light will fail him when darkness comes. Where will you be? You'll be all alone because you've cursed your father or your mother. An inheritance gained hurriedly. Boy, I just want to... This is... Whatever you do with your possessions as you grow older, or at a time when you do it, be wise about how you deal with your children and grandchildren. However you determine it, but make sure that it's clearly done. How sad I, as your pastor has been to. Well, I've, I've tried to set set with a family to plan a funeral, and they're arguing at the table in front of me about who's going to get what. An inheritance gained hurriedly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. This is God's wisdom about. People have gotten inheritance. Somebody went to the lawyer today and they read the will all over the world. This is all happening at the same time while you were in Dixon and you thought Dixon was the center of the world. It's all going on at the same time. God in his glorious Supremacy and sovereignty. He sees it all. He sees all of what man is doing. And the wisdom of God cries out, as we read earlier in this book, cries out in the city square, cries out in the business market, cries out in the home. Follow me. Will you be naive? Will you follow the wisdom of God? You see, all of that leads us to these chapters where this looks like nothing but a you know, pot of stew. These verses, it's like a pot of stew. You got a green bean and a carrot and a potato. They don't go together. Well, yes, it does. When you live by the wisdom of God because your life is going to be interrupted before you go to bed tonight and when you start tomorrow. You know, I'm a planning person. It just aggravates me to no end when I can't get my list done. And the Lord just has such a sense of humor with it. He just keeps letting me get interrupted till I learn. An inheritance gained hurriedly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end and an estate acquired in haste at the outset will not be blessed in the end. Dishonesty. It is a trap for a man to say rashly, it is holy. This is about making vows to God. This is about making vows, commitments to to, that you're going to, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to have fellowship. Commitments to God. Vows. Well, see, this is the idea. You make the vow and then you say, Well, I, I need to think about that some more. No way. Don't make the vow and then pull back and say you need to think about it. Don't make the vow. Before you make the vow and the commitment to God, now be careful. You're going to tell, oh, I've gotten on my knees and i prayed. i prayed and I've said to the Lord, this is what I'll never do again. This is what I'm going to do. You made a vow. You made a vow. It is a trap for a man to say rashly, it is holy and after the vow to make it an inquiry. You see, the vow in the ancient world was... I'm giving this to God. It is holy. It's not mine. I'm giving it to God. And then take it back. It is a snare for a man to pledge a sacred gift rashly and give thought to his vows only after he's made them. Consider your vows. Psalm 76, 11, Make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. If you made a commitment to God on your knees... In the deepest, hardest time of your life, the problem right now you may be having is, you haven't fulfilled your vow. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 and 5. Make your vow. When you make a vow to God, do not be late in paying it. For He takes no delight in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Aging. The glory of young men is their strength and the honor of old men is their gray hair. We have this interesting verse at the end of this chapter in verse number 30. Stripes that wound. Let me read it a different way. It reads a little bit different in the Greek translation. Bruises and contusions befall bad men. and plagues shall come into their inward parts of their belly. That's the way that it really is reading. It's hard for us to get it sometimes in English as it's translated from Hebrew. Did you hear that? Bruises and contusions befall bad men. There are men and women laying all over the world tonight, beat up. I'm talking about real bruises, real contusions... And sickness because of their wickedness. This is the wisdom of God. How do we live then? 29, do not claim to be sinless. Now we're going to be to church. Now we're going to church house. Now we're going to church house. Who can say? Who can say? Who can say? Who can say? Can the preacher say? Can the deacon say? Can the teacher say? Can the women say? Can the men say? Who can say? Who can say I have cleansed my heart and I am pure from my sin? What did John tell us in 1 John? If you say you have no sin, you is a liar. Do not love sleep. Oh man, we, we talked about last week how to get a good night's sleep. Fear God, remember? Proverbs 19.23, the fear of the Lord leads to life so that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. Man, how y'all, how y'all doing sleeping? It, you know, it's not your mattress. It's not that you need one of those foam pillows. You need the fear of God. And You'll sleep. Do not sleep, lest you be impoverished. Keep your eyes open, and you'll have plenty of food. What about words of knowledge? You know what's great about us being together? When we're, we're spirit filled as a church, we, we speak words of knowledge to each other. That's what we need. Not words of foolishness, not words of criticism, words of knowledge. Here we read it. It's such a precious word. Verse 15. There is gold and abundance of jewels, but the lip of knowledge, the lips of knowledge are a more precious thing. You know, that word someone said to you is worth more than all the money you got in the bank. That timely word Make plans with advisors, do not associate with gossips, don't retaliate. And then we have this interesting thing about our conscience. It's an interesting read. It's talking about the spirit of man. You see, within the spirit of man, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, the spirit of man knows what the spirit of what's in man. There is, God has designed in us our conscience. And I've given you this passage in Romans 2 even those who do not know the law of God, even the pagans of the world. Now, here's what's interesting. In the world tonight, in governments and other places, they still, mankind, human beings still struggle because they know that's really not right and that's really wrong. You know how they know it? Even if they don't consult the Bible, their conscience. Read it here. Romans 2, For Gentiles do not... Who do not have the law do instinctively the things of the law. These not having the law are a law to themselves. In that they show the work of the law written in their hearts. Notice their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or defending them. Do you listen as a spirit filled believer to your conscience? You see it heightens your conscience. It doesn't deaden your conscience to be saved. It heightens it. I've spoken to the church about that before. probably need to go back and talk to the church about it some more in the future. If you go to bed and in your mind you're being accused, oh, and you're saved, it's the Holy Spirit and your conscience, you better pay attention. You be- and it's not that you ate too much Mexican food. You better listen. Or if you have peace and you are resolved in some Situation that's going on. Your conscience is at peace. Your conscience is not accusing, but defending, assuring. You see, we don't don't rely on the conscience rather than the Bible, but we do remember what the Word of God says and we ought to hear it tonight. The the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the innermost parts of his being. So what do we remember tonight? I'm done with my time, but I'm going to finish it. God hates dishonest. Look how many times in Proverbs 20 you can n- ho- highlight the word Yahweh or Lord in your Bible. God hates dishonesty. God has made our ear to hear and our eyes to see. God has made your ears to hear and your eyes to see. God saves, so wait for Him. God determines our life. We can't understand it. But God can. And God does. So what's best to do? Lord, here is my life. I want to live it for you. And I don't understand what all these things are about in my life. I don't understand why all these things are happening to all those I love. I don't understand why it happens to the church. I don't understand why it's going on in the world. But you know, I don't. And God made the conscience to show us our real desires and motives. So tonight, we remember the words that we read in verse number 24 as we go tonight. Man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How then can man understand his way? It's it's a question that must be answered every day. When you think you know your way, be careful. God may change the direction of your life. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord Jesus is coming. He is at the door. And we pray, come Lord Jesus. It's always good to see all of you. Those who listen to us online, may the Lord bless you. Let us know what we can do to help you. Heavenly Father, bless us now as we go. May the Word of God be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. May we live in the wisdom of God in a world of godlessness. And may we live in the fear of God to honor and glorify Jesus and to lead people to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Good to see you. Have a great evening. We'll see you Sunday, Lord willing.